Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Hello, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome a special guest back to the podcast, poet, author, Samuel Ring Benjamin, a.k.a. Complicated Passions, is a 2024 NAACP Image Award nominee. He is the creator of the Passions Private Collection, as well as the Dogman Blue series. He has written more than 40 books and has performed across the nation. The book for which he's been nominated for the NAACP Image Award is his latest collection, An Interview with Love, which is from the Dark Man Blues series. Everyone, help me welcome Samuel Rain Benjamin, a.k.a. Complicated Passions, back to the program. Hello, Samuel. Good evening, Doctor. How you doing? I'm quite well. I'm quite well. Glad to have you back with me. Absolutely. It's good to be here. You know, I've listened to the shows and heard other artists from around the world, and, and I love this show, and I think more people should be tuning in to this. I'll be sharing it as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to ask you first, tell me about your moniker, Complicated Passions. I'd like to know more about it. Oh, okay. interesting. Uh, in 2007, uh, and I was thinking, oh, you need a stage name because I've seen all these people have stage names. So I put in the mm-hmm. passion, and of course I couldn't have that because it was already claimed. And so I said, <laughs> I need a, I need a word before that, you know. So then I, I, I typed in complicated, and then nothing came up. And then I put the passion behind it, and nothing came up. I said, that is my name. So I started hashtagging it. Everything that I would post on on Facebook, it was got a hashtag. It's complicated passions, and it stuck. And then right. I wasn't using it. And I would, everything, every time I would write a poem, I would put complicated passions at the bottom of the page. But I didn't share mm-hmm. the stage name until 2010. And then they said, uh, is that your new name? I'm like, yeah. And, it, and then it again, it stuck again. And here I am. I've been complicated passions ever since. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Your new collection, award nominated. Wow. That's fantastic, my friend. Interview with Love. What was the inspiration for this particular book? Uh, you know, I have written, uh, actually, I penned this, this work in 2016. Uh, that year, I think I wrote uh, about six books that year, and, and, four, and four of them were Dark Man Blues books. So I, the first two books were, well, the, the first book was called If It Were Me. And then I gave it to the mm-hmm. editor, and I told him, do whatever you want with this book. And he did, and he made it different than the, the if it were me, and it became the other side. And then I released mm-hmm. John Bow in 2021, and then I said, it's time for an interview with love. And, and there it was. Mm-hmm. It was sitting there, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I, I, I wanted to make it better. And so I had written a project called uh, Finding Me. 
And then I combined the two okay. together, and then it became Finding Me and Interview with Love. And that just sounded so good. You know, I'm like, oh, this is definitely going to work. And mm-hmm. so it, it had mm-hmm. new memories in it because I believe all my poems will become memories for someone. All right. And that's why I write that. Refresh us. All right. Refresh us all in terms of the Dark Man Blues series. What is it about? Well, Dark Man Blues is, is, is about the, the past, the present, and the future. So if okay. you're fortunate to have copies of, of uh, If It Were Me, The Other Side, and John, and John Bowden, then you would see me speak on the past, talk about the present, and then hope for a better future. So you would read that in the poems mm-hmm. that you read in those books. And that's what that's all about, mm-hmm. to, to let everyone know that, that if I, I'm not Dark Man Blues. We are Dark Man Blues. And that's the whole concept of the book, uh, of that particular so, uh, theme, Dark Man Blues. So refresh me again. If we're Dark Man Blues, what does that mean? It means that we are one, basically. Okay. You know, no matter what mm-hmm. shade you are, uh, you know, it's like there's certain words that I don't use and to describe myself. And even when I'm filling out things, you know, like they say you have to fill out. And it says African American. I'm well, I'm not that. Negro, I'm not that. But my birth certificate says that. <laughs> you know, I just look at my mm-hmm. birth certificate mm-hmm. and it says it says I was born in nineteen fifty seven. And and I, and so we, mm-hmm. we've had so many names over the past and none of them are a reflection of who we are. Mm-hmm. So I, I chose mm-hmm. to, to say Dark Man Blues and we, even when I was uh, deciding on the title of that or the theme of that I looked it up, and then, of course, it was Black Man Blues, and I said, I don't want to be that. Someone already claimed it, and, and it wasn't going to be me. So I said, Dark Man Blues. And it's stuck. It, I mean, it has a good ring to it. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It, so what you're saying purpose. is that, <laughs> yes, it does. So in terms of the word dark, people of color that are of a browner, darker hue, that's what you mean by Dark Man Blues. Am I correct? Exactly. That is correct. All right. All right, then. I like that. I like that. How long did it take you to write Interview with Love? Uh, well, uh, in that one year, in 2016, I wrote an interview with Love, and, and, and it, was, mm-hmm. it was about a 100-page book. And so okay. it sat on the shelf for all these years. And then, so I was trying to get mm-hmm. books out, and then it was times that I didn't put out a book because it, the timing just wasn't right. And then we had the pandemic, so that put me a year behind. So, and in the 2019, I had written Finding Me. And that was a book that I wanted to describe. I wanted to find myself, so that's what the title came from. And, and so uh, when it came time to put out an interview with Love, I looked at it, and, and I said, okay, I, 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 I like it, but it needs more. And, and I needed to add to it, and then that's when I added Finding Me to it, and then it made it, it gave it a different feel. I felt better about right. putting it out. So I didn't use all the poems that I had uh, originally had written for an interview with love. So I still have those in my archives and I can use later, but, <laughs> but uh, I definitely oh, wow. put the two books together and, and then it became a 140 page book instead of a hundred page book. Wow. So what's the story behind the title? Interview with Love. I, I think of the movie Interview with a Vampire, but tell me about the title. What's the story behind it? Oh, oh so, 
Well, I was looking, you know, when I was thinking, when I was thinking of these titles, because I always, I, I, I will make up a title, and I probably won't write the book for a while, but I have the title there. And or I'll write one poem, mm-hmm. which I, I, I wrote an interview with Love. I wrote that poem. So it's like uh, you go to an interview when you wanting to meet someone. They're basically interviewing you for love. So I'm like, that's a great title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this poem, and I'm going to have this interview with love. And and I just I like stuck that. with that thing, you know. And so it just um, that's that's what life is. Life is an interview, and you go through it, and 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 you could get the job or not. You know, it's just that simple. Yeah, it's true. You know, that's yeah. true. It's either or. There's <laughs> no in between. Yeah. <laughs> the cover of the book is quite striking. Tell us about creating the cover. Uh, well. When, when, when I created the Dark Man Blues covers, uh, I, I attempted to uh, do this. And, and, and my uh, editor, who, who also makes great book covers, his name is Eric Devon. He makes the dopest mm-hmm. book covers. So, and he said, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, I can't do it. And so I asked him to do it, and he did. And then I told him that I mm-hmm. wanted to follow the thing. Uh, I wanted all the book covers to look the same, but I could add two things. Okay. And, you know, add different pictures to them later. So the first two covers mm-hmm. um, sort of look the same. But if, if you, for, and if, for the folks who have all four books, they can look at the covers and see how different they are as far as uh, the font size, uh, the way it's faded uh, and everything. And if it were me, it's just a basic, uh, it just says Dark Man Blues. It doesn't have a picture. Um, the other side is a little different. Than, than this, and then when you go to John Bowl, it, it has a picture behind it, but the cover's thing. So mm-hmm. I was following the thing. I looked at Star Wars and how all the Star Wars movies start out the same. Mm-hmm. All the Dark Man Blue book covers are going to look like that, but they made they, they will get better and better because I will add more and more to the story. You may see a picture right. behind the Dark Man Blue, and my name is always going to be right. on the top, and the subtitle is going to be at the bottom. Very nice, very nice. I'm looking at it now. Yes. Before we move into your work, which we're all here to hear, I'd like you to share with me what is the most valuable piece of advice you've been given about writing? To to write uh, every day. That was the most valuable point that I got, to write every day. Now, you know, because we all flow differently. We're going to write differently. No two writers are the same. Uh, I'm, and, and I never, uh, you know, if I would go to workshops and, and, and uh, I never want to write in form because I want to have my own style. And so this is me trying to develop my own style. But uh, to, mm-hmm. to be told to write every day by someone, and this is back in 2004, they told me to write every day. And, and I was writing every day and I was growing and, and I had to get myself out of, you know, because it's just the flow, like um, everything could sound the same. But I, I knew yes. that if I kept going and challenging myself, I was going to get better, you know, because I have this thing mm-hmm. called the three W's, word choice, word placement, and word mm-hmm. count. I, I stick to that. And uh, and then you're going to be pushed by your peers, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be the first or last time that that's going to happen for me because it, it happens on a regular basis. And so I take that challenge. And and uh, and it drives me, you know, because they don't get to hear, 
or read everything that I've written because I haven't put it all out yet. So they know one right. side of me, and they may not know the other side of me. And if they have not read the other books that I have put out, like uh, there's a book that people can't read, but uh, I may release it. I never released it. I printed it up and gave it away for free. It was called Imagining Freedom. That's what led me to write Dark Man Blues, was Imagining Freedom. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, which is something different because I, I wasn't writing that type of poetry. I wasn't sharing my thoughts about life like that. And then, then it came out wow. uh, that Dark Man Blues okay. just, just blossomed. All right. Everyone, now it's time to hear Samuel Ring Benjamin, a.k.a. Complicated Passions. She was the motion picture I wanted to star in. Not just acting. I wanted that Dark Man Blues thing, Loving the Queen. I wanted to hero myself in, taking chances, loving her like she wants to be. So I told her, take this like you own me. No doubt I'm about this life, two souls becoming one if it's you setting the scale for me, asking when my love's in need. Speaking R.I.P. to the love I used to be addicted to. Yes, I found myself addicted. I had to drop digits. My wanting to hear sexy, damn, I wanted to taste it. Like a drug, it had me. It was like confirmation that in another moment, I had to have it. Making those pillows scream once again. To have her taking me deep like my dreams, it's got me. Addicted, you see, I had thoughts of you. Them dreams got me. You in my world, late night, early mornings, takes me out. No doubt I would come when you came, hearing out-of-body echoes of, damn, please, let's do it again so I can get you satisfied. And that's two poems, and this is poem number 19 in the book. It is titled The King of Sorrow. I love I love as if it would be my last breath. Seeing the signs, not wanting to give in. Warnings played off. Why me? Your heart is about to be broken. So many times, like in the movie scene, the lines came together. Easy, I'm leaving. So cold, it felt like death walked over me. I never thought I'd see the day my love fragmented into sorrow. And this next piece is called Things. You got my pen inking. I've adjusted my flow now. Hear this like you want to be a part of me. Call me temptation. Yes, I'm a fiend out to get it. This be my thing. In these lines, read my mind. You know what I mean. I'll make it happen so big they buying my books in Japan now. I got them hungry for me. Sounds like R&B. They even dubbed me the Will Downey of poetry. And to think, I'm just complicated passions, the voice behind this pen. Thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> what is it, complicated passions, about love? I won't say that made uh, you want to write the book, but there's something there about love that I'm going to say maybe it compelled you to write the book. What was that? 
What was that? I well, know, the, the, the thing that makes me write about love and, and the way I do is because I, I grew up listening to music in the, uh, when we can understand, because uh, in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and now I hear music and is not really love. It's whatever they're saying. And I wouldn't say some of the things they say to women, some of these yes. things that they meant past. So it is not how we used to be. It's, how, it's what the industry wants us to be. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and so there's no love there, you know. Some of the words that I'm like, I, I have a mother, I have a sister, I have a daughter, and and so uh, I would want them to hear beautiful. So that's what I do. I, I try to speak as be- as beautifully as possible, and not come up with um, you know just bad lyrics, uh, bad words, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And if it's a love poem, I said, if it's not beautiful, then it can't be love. All right. I like that. So with love, for you, what goes along with that in terms of themes in the book? Well, um, an interview with love was, was, I want to have this interview, but I I just want it to be, every poem to be um, its own poem. But then when I combined the two books together, when I I needed to find myself, that was another story. So I, I shared moments. I've shared moments in that book that I was trying to find myself like, um, and they would have to read it to, you know, cause I can't read all the poems in the book. So <laughs> it'd be like, uh, there are poems that describe how I miss love, how love left me, that kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. still trying to find love and the things like that. So, um, just the book of love poems. I, I know that everyone wants to, I would say everyone on the planet wants to be in love with somebody. Yes. You know, Yes, yes. So when you were selecting the poems, my friend, how did you decide which poems to include? Well, a long time ago, I used to write poems and try to put them in a book. And that's way Mm -hmm. too much work. That's way too much work. So now, uh, (laughs) whatever I write today, that's that poem that's on that page. Tomorrow, the next page could be another poem, and that's the next poem. Or if I write four or five poems in one day, that's the order that I wrote them, that's the order that they are in the book. That's how I felt mm-hmm. at that particular moment. And so I don't try to build books anymore. I just, this is how I feel today, and this is what they're going to read next, because that's the way. Now, if I have an editor, then, they, of course, they're going to move stuff around, because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and when All I right. give a book to an editor, I, I, I said, you know, just here's the book, and then they do their thing. They They may do content editing. They may question me about certain words that I've used and, and ask me why. And can, are you in love with this word? Can you change this word? And you may have to change your whole sentence or anything like that. So you, you get that. And then when I do, where, where I tell them, just make sure I spell every word right. <laughs> okay. And that's it. All right. and they don't do any editing <laughs> like that. Just make sure I spell every word right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me ask this question. So how were the poems organized in the book? I guess I'm thinking of a structure like before love, during love, after love. I mean, were they arranged by theme, style, content? How did you go about that? Well, if if you're fortunate to have the other side, then those poems were arranged uh, by the content of the poem. But that was done by the Mm -hmm. editor. Uh, he, He rearranged that book. Now, if you were to read... Uh, if it were me, 
It's what I felt mm-hmm. that day. One day I felt like writing conscious pieces, so I wrote them. And, 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 and then the next day it was love poems, but I didn't try to put them into chapters or, 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 or anything like that. It's just that you, you may read a book and it may, you may read three conscious pieces, and then the next two poems are about love because that's how I felt when I right. wrote it. But when I gave it to the yeah. editor, he changed that, and uh, the other side has three chapters. It has a dark, a man, and a blues. And he changed that. He put the poems in the, in the category. The dark became the uh, the conscious pieces, and and the man became some love poems, and then the blues became more love poems. And that's how that book was put together. All right, very nice. You know, if you are asked, and you are being asked, <laughs> to describe your poetry in three words, what would these words be? Oh wow. Uh, uh... That that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if there's three words to describe it. You know, uh, and that, I'm not going to say <laughs> what other people describe <laughs> that would be. I'm not ready for that. Well, one you're yet. the first one I've ever asked that question, so <laughs> you can say. Oh what snap! <laughs> okay. So okay, any three so, words you choose will be. <laughs> oh my goodness! You see yeah, the uh, so, pace better. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> there's a lot of words. Wow, you know, because throughout the the, the writing, you know, it's, it's like uh, postcards, greeting cards. I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just out there, you know, because everyone's going to see read you differently. So I I don't I wouldn't put a description of what my poetry is. I, I just try to say I, I want to keep it beautiful because people are going to read you differently. Everybody's not going to yes. like what I write. It may not give them enough. Mm-hmm content or I've just given a little bit, but my goal is for the reader to use their imagination. I could tell you so much. And then the thing that I when I wrote that book, uh, The Things That Lovers Do, and someone said, what do lovers do? I said, lovers never tell. So I can't tell you everything. And you being an adult, you can figure it out because life is a game that we play. And then so you play this game. And so you know the, what you like. And, you know, you may hear something. I, I may say something like um, uh, I'm very descriptive with words uh, if I want to use right. metaphors or something like that. If I say every hill and valley peaks two, well, what did I just describe? And so people will ask me, mm-hmm. I, I, I said uh, two legs, two thighs, and two breasts. That's what I just described when I said hills, valleys, and peaks two. But I didn't say mm-hmm. that in my poem, you know. So, so <laughs> you try to be... We try to be sensual and not erotic. I, 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 I okay. want the grandmothers. I mean, grandmothers are reading my books, you know, and they can remember. Yes. You don't have to tell them everything because they know they, they're a generation and then they got, they birthed three other generations behind them. So they know yes. what making love yes. is. So I don't have to tell them mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, if I do, it would be a whisper. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> All right. Please share more of your work. Okay, so, you know, I, I like the new stuff. And so I, I was, uh, uh, I wrote this particular piece uh, because uh, I, I requested something and, and they gave me an excuse for not giving it to me. So I wrote this poem and it's in a Dark Man Blues book that's coming out. It's called Slave Day. Don't know much about it, just what they made me. Even my own kind thinks less of me those who sold my soul. Ancestors from yesterday shamed into his story. 28 days and then they misplaced me. No, they Juneteenth me. 
back to the Chronicle I'm Living, a story full of lies, read, misanalyzed, now pleasurized because the dead can't speak in a book written about me. I'm not saying it's not good. It could be a hell of a lot better. Don't misunderstand. Even the ones who make millions make billions for the master. Something just not right. They can still take my life reading the things I write. I just may hide them, hearing how content you have become under the gun, the one that's been placed there. You wonder, what that? What could that be? They freed me, then they King James me in the book they rewrote to enslave me. In this land of lost minds, eyes open and still, we can't see. The past is now our future, written a different way, a rhythm we dance to in foreign lands. Take these hands, the unwritten truths, titled The Lost Man. And that's that poem. I'll read another one. This is titled Repeat Me. And it's also in the Future Dark Man Blues book. There are eight billion holes in this celestial body. This is just one of them pouring out, speaking this truth. When they come for me, they'll be dead men walking. No longer will I be a clone of my father and his father's past. Hung from trees, then stressed from the thought after civil rights gave them the right to kill me differently. To be shot dead in these streets, live on TV, seeing the world still blind to their unwritten history. 65 masked into 65, 100 years of nothing, just say, can you see? And you wonder why this must end. Taken from the motherland like a catalog on display in a picnic, this Negro black, let's Call him African-American now. Shackle him with a new name, please. None of those are me. 400 years of lost identity, the pain of my freedom, all crimes laid down point at me. After you send gunshot drugs into my hood telling me I own these streets until you take them from me. Target be the game played. Another one of me dead, brainwashed in a soup called nonsense. I got you. Them rules on paper all lies. Now, who's the victim in a world of changing times? These are the stories that need to be told. No more illusions of the black one from the other side of the sun. But you can't outrun the gun unless you boat like you're saying, track star. Run, nigga, run. Hands up, shot dead. On the ground, back of the head. Lively yourself. They've been trying to break you. It's no mystery of the pain of my sorrow. It's time to give some. Stop. Listen. Hear these thoughts. The silent voices on the wind echoes their shame. You wonder why I got guns? Call it white surprise. Some get some. Dark man blues. Next that poem. Dr. Ingram. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was that poem. All right. That <laughs> that was the entire set. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can share one more from 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 that okay. particular. That, 
I was, I was waiting for some more. I was sitting here with another paper. Poem. Waiting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I'm, I'm actually, you know, uh, wanting to be where uh, I'm, I'm going to be reading because the memory is is getting there. It's that time of uh, of of life that that uh, I probably won't remember all these words. But this yes. next poem was written and inspired by Kim B. Miller. Uh, mm. and, and, wow, uh, nice. and 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 yeah, she she wrote a poem, and then uh, I love the the name. Her poem was called Miranda, but it wasn't the Miranda that I'm going to share right now. So here it is, Miranda. I know him, and sometimes her. It reads, "Stop them with bullets." That part is never read. In the small print, it says the black ones. It seems I must maintain my strength when you are the fear the truth tells me. My death is not the answer to your freedom. I got questions. Why have you canceled my rights to life? Has America gotten better wanting to be white? Just my thoughts. I can't be free when you're the only ones living it, shedding skin just to become the same you. From this lineup, Let's name names while we play wait and see. Check the headlines. You'll find another one of me. Multiple times like target practice. Supreme Court that. From these black robes giving them more rights to take your life. Can you imagine not being free, ladies? Take a look back. The truth in plain sight. They say, your body belongs to me. See, the past comes alive. It only took 102 years for them to enslave you again. I see this movie playing itself out. Is this what the people are really saying? After all, no one believed 45 when he said Roe would be taken out. Dark Man Blues. Thank you. Oh, that's an incredible piece. And I think I'd like you to share it again, please. (laughs) Share it again for me. Okay. Miranda. I know him and sometimes her. It reads, stop them with bullets. That part is never read. In the small print, it says, the black ones. It seems I must maintain my strength when you are the fear the truth tells me. My death is not the answer to your freedom. I got questions. Why have you canceled my rights to life? Has America gotten better wanting to be white? Just my thoughts. I can't be free when you're the only ones living it shedding skin just to become the same you from this lineup let's name names while we play wait and see check the headlines you'll find another one of me multiple times like target practice supreme court that these black robes giving them more rights to take your life can you imagine not being free ladies take a look back the truth in plain sight they say your body belongs to me see the past comes alive. It only took 102 years for them to enslave you again. I see this movie playing itself out. Is this what the people are really saying? After all, no one believed 45 when he said Roe would be taken out. And that's that poem. All right. Oh, now that's fantastic. We have a caller. I'd like to bring this person on if that's okay. Is that okay? Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Area code 571, 
406. You're on the air with Samuel. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you both? We're, we're fantastic. And who who might you be? I'm Kim B. Miller. <laughs> Speak of the truth. <laughs> you got me. I didn't even recognize the voice, you know, and, and, and she has a recognizable voice, and I didn't recognize it. Samuel ah. Kim B. Miller. <laughs> Samuel, I was listening online, and I, I heard my name. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. Then I got yeah. a, DM, a DM from Mike, and I'm like, absolutely, Michael, absolutely. That's why I asked you to say it twice, Sam, so <laughs> to give a time to find <laughs> What was the poem that Kim had written, wrote, that inspired you to write that particular one? Uh, her poem was, I don't know if it, I don't remember if it had a title. I saw it on a, uh, a post and it was, it mentioned Miranda. I think that she, you know, she could have been speaking of someone named Miranda and and I'm like, I know him and her, so mm-hmm. I wrote that, and then it just it just stuck. You know, I I, I thought of, of, of Miranda Wrights and, and and Kim was mm-hmm. was speaking with something else, but it 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 inspired me to write that poem. Um, you know, and just of course reading her book, I've read her book, and I recite her poetry too on live shows. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she truly is a poetic superstar. <laughs> she is. She's going straight to the top. Kim, if you were to ask uh, Samuel a question, what would you ask him? What would you ask Samuel? Mm. Oh, good, good one. Okay, let's see. Um, if you could perform on any stage in any state, what would it be? That's my first question. And my second question is, have you ever regretted doing a poem? Nice, nice. I like that. Oh, okay. So uh, the, the, the second question, uh, I don't believe I ever regretted doing a poem because I'm going to speak my truth. And everybody's not going to like it, but I think that those are moments, and, and I'm going to be sharing more that I haven't never shared before, uh, because I have great people around me who inspire me to to share differently. Uh, so no, I, I don't think it's a poem. Now I did have someone question me about something that I said, and they said that they could take it from a comedian, but they couldn't take it from a poet. I'm like, really? I was like, so wow. I, I don't regret. I, I don't regret doing the poem, <laughs> but uh, and then if there's any stage that I could perform on. Wow, that would be um, any stage in Las Vegas that would give me a year contract. That's the stage I want to be on. You know, literally, that stage every night performing Complicated Passions. That would be cool. Yeah. 
I don't think that there's a bigger I'm, stage than than performing. You know, I mean, there there are other places that you know think, oh, oh, the, you know, but it's I think bigger. Uh, I performed on big stages, uh, but none quite as big as being on like if I was a feature artist every week for a year in Vegas. Wow. Now, do either one of you hear the static? Yes. Yes. So, Samuel, what I'd like you to do is to sign off and, and return to the show, all right? Because there's a lot of static. Okay. And I missed most of what you said, my friend. All right. And I'll talk to Kim B. Miller. <laughs> okay. <that>? Kim. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on all your phenomenal work. I mean, you are blowing Thank up. You. What do you think? What was the? I don't say. I want to say the event, but what was the? When did for you? When did things start to really, you know, just go out there in terms of people calling and wanting to hear you? That kind of thing. When I let go and let God do what God was doing and got out of the way, I feel like mm. things started to take off then. Oh, wow. Wow. Did he give you a visible sign or was just more of an uh, innate feeling that, hey, I'm out of my own way now? Definitely an innate feeling. It was It was a wake-up call, not literally, obviously, but um, it was yes. a wake-up call, kind of. I was getting the impression that I was doing too much for the wrong reasons. I see. I see. I understand. I understand. Well, congratulations. I think Samuel is back with us. Hold on. Yay! Samuel, are you back? Yes, I am. Am I, am, am I lying clear down? Yes. yes. It's a lot better. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It is. Now, you were sharing, you were answering Kim's question, and I can't remember her question now, but what did you say, Kim? I, I do. Because, okay. Because, uh, you know. <laughs> it's not like you in the third grade. Exactly. I do. I know I'm just angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sharing your stage, uh, would it any stage, the, the biggest stage that I could share on. Uh, this is the way I, I approach every open mic. Every stage is my biggest stage. So when I'm performing, mm-hmm. I'm giving I'm giving that audience the best that I have. If if it's one person or a hundred people or a thousand, they're going to get the best that I am. So that's that's the stage that 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 I, I want to be on. You know where I give my best every time that I perform. You know I'm not gonna play with you. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come with it. You know, so those are the bigger mm-hmm. stages. And I've been on some big stages, um, you know, and, and performed, and 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 uh, none bigger than the ones that are waiting for me. So absolutely, <laughs> that's a nice answer. Yes, a nice Love answer. Love that. And her, yes, and her other question. Please respond to that one again. Okay, so uh, regretting something, I, 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 you know, I like to play with the audience. And I have audience participation. So one time I, 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 I was in Dallas last year, and there was a couple sitting right there in front of me. So I, I said to them, uh, I told the guy I was going to be his conscience. You know, I, I love to say that. And so I, I did the poem where I said, I love your hair and the way you wear it. And 
and he didn't like it that I was saying it to his wife, you know, so he approached me, <laughs> which I don't like. Wow, that was the first time that ever happened in the, all the, the 15 years that I've been performing live. First time. Wow. You know, he and so, and then the, personal. He, he, he took it personal, and, 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 and I'm like, it's just a poem. Right. You know, because I can, re- I, I can remember performing in New York, and one of my friends that, that, uh, that came to the show, and I'm in New York, and, and, and she had cut her hair. And so I, I spit that same poem, and, and because I knew her, and she knew the poem, she was receptive to the moments of that episode. And it just blew the audience away because I told her that I loved her hair. Even if it was short, I still run my fingers through it. And I did that, and the audience went crazy. I'm like, that was big, you know. Right. So I have moments, I have moments like that, and then so just to play with the audience, you know. So, and I've done virtual shows. I've done live shows. And, of course, um, to perform in front of different audiences, and I do across the country, um, not just open mics. I like private parties are great. They're the best. Mm-hmm. And then uh, mm-hmm. uh, when you do private parties, because they're, they're there to be entertained. And you go to an open mic, and you're just part of that. And then you're performing to a bunch of poets. And I love the audience to where uh, I remember performing at the L.A. Book Fair, um, and and that was dope because it was a big venue. The sound was great. I sounded like a million bucks, you know. But every person <laughs> that was in there, it was it was only three poets performing. I was one of them, and the audience was full, and it was just people in there to hear poetry. That's the audience that I love. Wow. All right, very well, nice. performing for, wow. for, right for an audience and not uh, and not my peers. But I love my peers too. Mm-hmm. Because they inspire me. All right. Well, Kim B. Miller, thank you for calling in. Absolutely. Before she goes. Good talking to both of you. Before she goes, you know, uh, Kim is now part of the Graybeard Experience. So just to let people know that, that that's what's happening. When you see the Graybeards and all of a sudden you'll see Kim B. Miller and it's like, she doesn't have a great beard. No, but she's a silver fox. I can't wait to have all of you on my show. <laughs> That's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love so, it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just waiting, you know, at those moments. Of, I mean, it may happen. We pop up in the DMV in November. You, you may see us all out together, you know, one night. So mm. it could happen. Because I've, the question that I'm going to ask you is, what makes a poem a man's and what makes a poem a woman's? Hmm. Kim, you going to go first? No, no, okay. no, no, not tonight. <laughs> if you want to, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want us to hijack your show. Uh, no, 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 no. Because it, one thing is that um, I don't see that. Someone asked me, I was asked a question about um, um, performing with uh, two features, and, and, and it's bigger than me. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. I love sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it only helps you, beca- you know, become better, you know, when you share. 
you know, so that experience that, yeah, I don't mind co-featuring. That's dope. I've done that forever. I guess I asked that question because we're talking about love. And I just wanted to know if when you write a poem about love, how is a poem that a, that a, that a man writes different, and I know the general kinds of things, different from a poem that a woman would write about love? And what would be the connector between the two, between the two parties? That's, that's what I want to know. That's, that's where I have an inquiring mind. Okay. Okay, so uh, giving and receiving. Because mm-hmm. you, you want to, everyone wants to receive love, but you've got to give it to in order to get it returned to you. It can't be a one-sided mm-hmm. coin, you know. So uh, when I'm right, yes, I, I speak of my desire, but I also speak of the beauty that I'm desiring. And that's why I try to keep my poems beautiful. All right. Yep. All right. That's beautiful. That was fantastic. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I think um, people a lot of times, First of all, people need to know that poets write from different perspectives. We don't just write from our own. So if you see one of our poems or our books, please don't assume that's us. (laughs) Stop Mm -hmm. it. Okay? Mm -hmm. It it could be. It could not be. So when when it comes to love, love is personal. And people are always going to put their personal touch on it unless they're writing from a different perspective. Uh, As far as a woman, some women will write, what they're looking for. Some women will write what they never got. Some women will write what they want, and some will combine all of that. I don't think there's a wrong way to write it. I think as long as you are keeping real with your truth, your truth is always enough. And if it touches someone who it was meant to touch, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the, for, so the common point then, the commonality is love itself. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, and then when you write something, you you want the reader to believe it could be them. Mm-hmm. I, I, anything that I write, I want them to believe this could be me, you know, and, and I even tell the mm-hmm. audience, I'm like, this could be you, because I can't read all these poems, but you can read these poems to somebody else, and they might like it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. So, absolutely. This is, yeah. Well, this is a fascinating conversation that we'll need to continue in 2024. So, <laughs> Kim, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> All right. Take Thank care, you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Samuel. Samuel, let's take a brief break and we'll be right back, okay? All right. We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Samuel Wayne Benjamin, a.k.a. Complicated Passions. Complicated 
please share more of your work. All right, thank you. Um, let's pan down here because I've got some great stuff. <laughs> this isn't a project that, that I'm working on, and, uh, and, I, and I'm probably going to learn this as the months go on, but check it out. You may not fall for me, truth be told. If love were to happen, it would be a conversation of when. I could think of a thousand words to say if I could think at all as seconds become minutes, seeing my emotions trickle down like the sands of time, not even a rewind would help me. Even if Simon were to say, take two steps back, think about it. Love don't play that. If we're talking about love or just falling, I could never say no to a promise of impossibility of if I could catch you. Sometimes words get in the way. The English language is so passive. When love is an emotion of silence and echoes, you know the sounds of passion. So let me extend this invitation to become the whispers of your imagination. Even if you're just muse me with temptation, somehow I will still try to take your breath away to be deeper into you. Read me like the book you can't put down. There are no warning signs if you're looking for danger. Poem. Prelude to Sunshine. Sunrise caught me smiling. The tempting of my fingertips held her captive. Caressing her silhouettes were the warm hardness of these lips, exactly where she wanted them to be. Kissing a new day, she became the me to this will was giving. She would be after midnight for me. It was a cheat code knowing her morning needs. I would succumb to her pleasures, playing parts of her just to remind myself of all the places I wanted to be discovering the scent of her story, the don't stop echoes moves me to hold her a little closer. The warmth of our bodies became a canvas of watercolors, my mind tasting the pleasures of her coming again, reacquiring myself to the emphasis of this creation. The moans of her sexy were now the break-in. At the edge of this mic, she had my attention. This Aries would fold numbers in a zodiac configuration. The kisses up on these lips had me speaking in tongue, never wanting to let go, knowing I needed to breathe again. One more kiss to have her invite me in, and then the prelude could begin. Embracing foreplay in me, she, would be, she wouldn't be the only one articulating the answer to the question of my sunrise. And that's that poem. Would you like for me to continue? Let me ask you a question. When okay. you write, what are some of the poetic devices that you use, such as metaphor, repetition, imagery, rhymes? What do you use mostly? Well, um, I try not to rhyme. I will use okay. metaphors. Um mm-hmm. Uh, I like when words meet. I call it meeting, the, the meeting of words, when you can do four lines and then, then it meets, but it doesn't rhyme really, but the words meet. 
and then it, mm-hmm. it have a certain flow. I, I like to have runs that have flows in them. Um, and so that's my whole thing. And then uh, my goal is I say my first four lines have to pull you into reading the rest of the poem. And if wow. I can do that, and then, then I can accomplish that if I can get you to read beyond the, the, four, the first four lines. Because some people will read, and then they will just read a little bit, and then they won't read the rest of it because it maybe it doesn't move them. You know, mm-hmm. and like I say that everybody, and I was told a long time ago, everyone's not, not going to like what you write, but there's going to people that's going to mm-hmm. love what you write because everyone sees it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, I won't say it's a controversy, but there, there are questions being asked in terms of whether when you share a poem, you should, before you share the poem, you should make a statement that there might be things in this poem that can trigger you. To be aware um, of that. How, what do you think about this, Amber? Should you Should you preface your poem with a statement like that? I was reading about it last night, to be quite honest, and you're the first person that I could ask. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good to be the first one. Okay, so yeah. some people will give, uh, <laughs> they'll say trigger warnings. I'm like, okay, because um, a lot of people, uh, I mean, they're not thick skin anymore. You can't say certain things to people anymore. You know, it, you got to be mm-hmm. careful about mm-hmm. what you say. You can't talk about this group or that group when they used to just talk about everybody. So, oh, how did that come up? Then we never got that. And so uh, I'm not going to issue a trigger warning. I just, oh, the only, I do have a trigger warning. I take that back. When I'm doing my, mm-hmm. my shows, I tell them, don't go home alone. That's it. That's the only trigger warning mm-hmm. I'm going to get. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because you ain't gonna want to be by yourself. <laughs> so, so mm. no, but 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 I don't give trigger warnings. I don't think I've I've written anything to trigger anyone that I would consider okay. uh, they would have to be warned about it. You know, um, because it's just a life moment, and and mm. the, the people are, are so thin-skinned now. You can't, like I said, you, it's hard to you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, I think that's no. what this article, that was the focus of the article, that if there's something on TV that you don't like, you turn the station. You turn the station. If someone's right. sharing a poem that you don't like, <laughs> you can leave. You can <laughs> or leave. do something else exactly. during those two minutes or three minutes. You know, so, exactly. But again, there's a lot of, there's controversy bubbling around that topic. So that, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. Well, so um, in your well, work, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Well, please, they're, they're kind of censor you. I, I believe that they're censoring you as a writer uh, because you can't speak your truth. They say it's freedom of speech. Not really. Mm-hmm. If you say something people don't mm-hmm. like, I listened to the show uh, last week, and, and when Mr. Speaker was on, and he hit a point that you can't certain groups you can't talk about. Otherwise, if you do, they will mm-hmm. blackball you, blacklist you, whatever. You know, so right. I think it's totally unfair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so just poetry, writing poetry, sharing poetry is more complicated <laughs> it than is. one might no. think. No, it, yeah, it, it is. A, uh, there's a poem that, that I wrote, and I, it's in one of those Dark Man Blues books. 
And the, the line in mm-hmm. it is so dope. I said, I got my eye open so they don't Wesley snipe me. Because they will come mm-hmm. and get you, and, and they will take you out. You know, speak out, they will take you out. That's something that I said back in the 80s when I was working in radio. You know, I was asked mm-hmm. to do an interview, and I'm like, I'm not ready to speak out like that because they they take brothers out for that. <laughs> they start, <laughs> might say the wrong thing. <laughs> People might get offended, you know. Like, there's some things you can't really say, you know. No. <laughs> I'm not on that show. <laughs> <laughs> you pass this interview. All right, sir. <laughs> All right, sir. Please share some more of your work. I'm enjoying okay, it. Okay, so well, this is great. Thank I, you for being here. I, I just thank you. I, I just saw a clip, and and then this piece is it's unfinished, but it's, it, it then again it could be finished, and it's called the pain of the world. And and I just wrote this just before I came on the show, and and uh, I saw a clip on IG that made me write this. So I said I and my brother's keeper. My purpose? Classified. Top secret shit after attacks claim me. This is what they made of me. We are the meek. Sand amongst rocks. Big of me to think otherwise. Powerless voices unheard. When thunder roars, bombs have no names. The innocent die. Just in the way of power-hungry fools. Your life is just a body count and headline news. That's that poem. Mm-hmm. Would you like for me to share another poem? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Please. I see life ever changing. It has and forever will be a mystery. Generations gone now unspoken, a past they won't talk about. They call it woke, a misinterpretation of the truth. His truth is where the lies have become a talking point of, let's make it something else. History will show you. They have always taken from others, only to claim it as their own, your body, your soul, this land. Remember who you are and who you became. Free men to slave on paper, it still reads the same. Never will you be the, they have used your words. His language, even when amended, reads the same. He's like the weather. And that is the weather report. I, Melanin. Call me Melanin for I am Earth's tone by design. Nature's way of saying God made me. Like the rays of the sun, I am like giving. The unspoken truths hidden away, and yet the rain calls my name. Seed of this earth. Even the soul has my image from where all things grow. We are still given to be the guardians of wisdom, the chronicles of forgotten stories of where life began. Now speak to me. They say, show them who you are. I am a melanated creature by God's design. The mysteries of love. Love is an encounter. Some say it's an imaginary plaything living in the mystery of a fantasy. Your world and me, you think it's easier said than done, locking away my intentions. I may not be Mr. Right, 
I'm Mr. Right Now. You can't stop the rain finding who you are, loving through the warning signs, knowing you make me when you're right and I'm wrong, too. Being my sweetest pain, satisfying the forever inside of me. When love says, I can't wait, who am I to say no to the mysteries inside of me? Even in a part-time affair, I would let love hurt me. Having you as my destiny, your world, and me are all the things I have ever wanted. You got me. This love poem is necessary. No strings attached. Complicated passions. Complicated passions. In what ways has your poetry changed since you started writing? And you've been writing a uh, while. I've been writing a while. And, 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 and I would say that um, being pushed by my peers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in a positive way uh, has changed uh, my writing. I, I, I remember um, this is like, I don't know, it was a while ago. I say before I, I started writing the Dark Man Blues series, I was told that I needed to write uh, other than just writing love poems that I needed to write something else. I fought it for a long time. Okay. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write nothing else, but I did eventually mm-hmm. start writing something other than uh, love poems, and then that's how the Dark Man Blues came and and it just evolved. I mean, there's a lot of things that I could write about, and but I, I chose to. Uh, in the, in the beginning, which is just to write about love. But uh, I could write about anything, literally. If you give mm-hmm. me something, then I can actually write it. I, I, I will make it happen. So to what extent has being a poet influenced the way that you see the world and vice versa? Uh, I think seeing the world has influenced me to be a poet. Okay. To speak my truth, okay. and especially mm-hmm. um, creating the Dark Man Blues and, and, and telling the stories of my past, telling, writing about the present, and then uh, writing about the future. Is like I, I, I wrote something and I said uh, that we were six generations from freedom. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to release that. That's in one of the Dark Man Blues books. So we are that far away from being free because we're not free yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone in the world right. is actually free. You know, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be sharing some of that real soon. The next Dark Man Blues book comes out in 2026, and that that poem is probably in that book. I'm sure it is. You know, here's a question that I've asked periodically over the years. Do you live your life like it's a poem? I try to. Tell me more, man. Like, Talk to me. Talk like, to me. No, seriously. <laughs> I want to hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, if I speak it, it's my truth. I'm living it. You know, um, the way the, the way I love, the way I write. The, my thoughts of, of other people. I mean, you may hear it in my poetry, just like the poem I just did about 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 the bombs and then blowing up people. That was about a clip I saw about. Uh, over there in Israel, where they they, they blew up uh, whatever they blew up, and, and, and they said the pictures may be disturbing. And they were, and it made me write that because yes. bombs have no names; they kill indiscreetly. And so yes. um, I speak my piece. When when I see injustice, I speak it out loud. 
you know, I mean, because I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be bold. You know, my friends don't like to be around me because sometimes I may say something and get us all in trouble. <laughs> I understand. But, no, I understand. I, I'm about to tell it. No. So, so no. Well, before we move into the final segment of the program, and you know it's a mini poetry concert, I'd like to ask you, in terms of interview of, with love, who's your target audience? Who are you writing for? Uh, well, actually, it, it used to be I had I had an age range and everything, and then mm-hmm. all all of a sudden it just it impactfully changed from uh, from going to fifty five to eighty, and then from thirty three down to eighteen. So I tried okay. to get them all in there. You know, if, if they could vote, then they need to be reading this. You know? All right. So, so from eighteen so, to eighty five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Basically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> literally, I mean, I, I, I did a show Friday night, and there was a lady mm-hmm. in there that who was ninety-five years old, and she recited wow. poetry like it was. I mean, she, she, she basically, it was amazing. I'm like, I'm hoping I could do that at ninety-five. This this lady wow. was phenomenal. And, and, and she didn't miss a beat, you know. So, but then my audience being a certain age, um, mm-hmm. when, I, when I wrote uh, Love in the Conversation, I was reciting to an, an elderly lady, and she was the first one to hear all those poems, and she loved them. So that made mm-hmm. me boost my, my range up. And then I performed at, at um, Job Corps, and they started 18 to 24, and they loved it. So then I lowered it down. I said, well, anybody could be reading this. Mm. So you know. from 18 to right outside the pearly gates, you want people to hear your yeah. poetry. Your yeah, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're breathing, then you can remember. <laughs> you can remember. That that's, that's the beautiful thing about it, you know. You can definitely right. get into that. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> We've reached... <laughs> The final part of the program, which you have to be, was being a mini poetry concert. This is an opportunity for you, Sam Rain Benjamin, a.k.a. Complicated Passions, to share three, four of your poems back-to-back, no interruptions from me. You're on the stage. All right, I'm Thank you. It was a moment of anticipation, at least I thought it would be. She was that second of temptation that stopped me. I could see her into it. Seems to have captured her imagination. She didn't blink an eye when I said hello. She just kept on reading as if I were not there. I wanted her attention. I could see the title of the book. To my surprise, it was my own pen. I knew then that this would be a moment to go all in. So I recited a line. I knew she had already read, if I were making love, you would be the only recipe I need. <laughs> she stopped. She said, I see you have read this book. I said, no, I am this book. Yes, I am complicated passions, the voice behind this pen. You have only loved this deep in your dreams. Now imagine these whispers coming to the moments you come to hear me passionately saying, I'm not done. I seek to find your love's end. I so want to over over, so tell me, 
how do you love me after you make love to me? You see, sometimes you make me want to scream, so you'll need to hold on. The passion's on fire. My love, like, high on you. I just can't get enough of that drug of a kiss. I could just imagine the caress I would miss. It called out to me, I want you. I tried to say no. <laughs> she, again, at that moment, I wanted all in. The speed of love had me. I had no choice. She held on for the life of me, took off my safety belt. <laughs> what was I to do? She took me for a ride. She said, I got you. I was fantasy on high when she was true. You see, I was moved by desire. Like once the desert was the sea, you set flame to fire when you express your wanting to be with me. I was tempted to love again. I would hunger the pleasure of your company. You see, I need you. Like a watch keeps time. Like a ball needs a bat. <laughs> Damn, girl, I want to hit that. I want to caress you like chocolate on cake. Now tell me, can you imagine that? Let me trace you like a private eye to uncover the beautiful things you want to do. Let me be that passionate surrender you come to when you want to share your heart with a love that's true with someone who will understand when a woman meets a man like you do. She said, hold up complicated. You can't be true. She says, nobody loves like you say you do. She told me I talked a good game, so she packaged me up, categorized me as if I were a plaything, like she could get me off of a rack. I don't know where she's been shopping at. <laughs> Maybe she's never had a love who's had her back, so I let her vent. Seems as though she's been spent, cause and effect, a casualty of integrity. So I guess I let her see she's right. That's not another lover. Like me, yes, I want to love as if it would be an implication. Like the sunsets and the stars fill the sky. The eroticism from this would be deeper than life. Picture this. Our first sensuous caress when it is you, the moon, and I. Held in each breath, the whispers of sweet everything. The affection shared will be kisses to which your desire, each and every part of you, I will do. And just because I want to. So tell me, how do you love me after you make love to me? You make love to me again. Thank you. I am complicated passions, the voice behind this pen. Right. <laughs> Samuel, <laughs> complicated passions. How do you celebrate or how did you celebrate when you finished writing the book? Um, start writing the next book. <laughs> no stop. Keep going. Keep going. No keep stop. Going. Uh, there's no stopping. You know, I mean, I I actually, and uh, in 2008, uh, I decided to do this, just do this, to just write, and that's why how I've been able to accomplish writing all of this work is that um, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to. I'm going to make this my life. I'm not going to work for anyone anymore. I'm just going to write books and do poetry. I'm going to show people how to publish. Um, I'm going to do that. And, and, and it works, you know, um, I'm, I'm not homeless yet. So I think it's, I think mm -hmm. it's still working. 
<laughs> so, so, wow, so, so, so that's, nice. that's what I've been doing, you know. And so, but that uh, writing is just say like that. That song said, "A DJ saved my life last night." Well, writing poetry actually yes. did that for me, you know, basically, because it, it's it's a beautiful yeah, thing. A, I mean, I, you know. So I was no. I'm just going to say that there's such. A, okay, go. Ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, no, yeah, but you know, just uh, the whole concept of, of uh, what are you going to do after you retire? And a lot of people say, well, I'm going to travel, I'm going to do this. Well, me, it was I retired and uh, I couldn't travel because I had young kids, so uh, I said, well, I'm just going to write and, and, and I'm going to yeah. start doing poetry. And I did, I've done that, you know, so, and, and look at now, uh, I've got my first book that, that's been nominated for, for, for an award. Uh, it's just the beginning, yes. and 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 mm-hmm. to 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 write with other poets. Uh, I, I've mm-hmm. got the one request that I've just finished. I had another request to write another book with uh, a dope poet out of Baltimore, and and so I'm happy with that. And so I'm writing. So these projects, as they start to come out, then people will get a different look at at, at, at who I am as a writer. You know, because of mm-hmm. this this opportunity with this new book that I'm writing. Uh, it's going to push me to levels that I haven't conquered yet. Now I conquer everything wow. that I, 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 I do. So how has writing and publishing books changed the way you see yourself? Uh, well, I see myself as a, a, a good person. You know, I'm a, okay. I'm a good human being. You know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't have that, um, I just say that uh, I, I'm not going to say that old thing. They say, "Oh, I'm colorblind." No, no, uh, because I don't see myself as a color, so I don't have to put myself in that category. I, if, if, if you're breathing, you're a person. If you walk by me on the street, I don't care who you are. I'm going to greet you. So that's the person that I am. I'm a person who will let you blow your own opportunity because <laughs> it's not going to be me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up that way, and, and I just see people as people. And the only difference between you and myself is that it's, it's our blood type. That's the only difference, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's wow. the only difference between any man that's on the planet is his blood type. Now, his thinking could be something else, you know, because people, they all, everyone yes. thinks differently. That's true. That was beautifully stated. So... With your NAACP Image Award nomination, what I'd like to know is, what do the words literary success mean to you, and how do you picture it? Okay, so um, being nominated is a great thing, you know, but it's just a part, it's just another part of me, you know. So, Mm -hmm. and and I believe that if if you're writing, um, don't limit yourself. Because it, this could be you and not me. I just happen to get an opportunity to present my work and then it get accepted. Any any writer can, can do that. But uh, as far as being nominated, or even if I win, it's not going to change the person that I am because I've only gotten there because I put in the work. So I have to be the same person. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm this and I'm that. No, I'm, I'm just a poet who writes love poems. You know. All right, all it. right. <laughs> How often do you hear from your readers? Oh, 
Well, a lot of them reach out to me when they get books, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of them, you know, the ones who, uh, some people request that, that they want to get a book from me and they want to get it signed if we live in different states. And, and, I, and I do try to accommodate as many people as I can, but I would love for them to purchase the book on, uh, on Amazon so that they can put in a certified review on that project because that's what helps build you. You know, they have a lot of places we show you, oh, this is how you become an Amazon bestseller. You know, and and mm-hmm. and, uh, and so just just, just uh, being that now, this opportunity may or may not present that to me be, to become an Amazon bestseller because, like I said, everyone's not everyone doesn't you know everyone's not going to like your work. And I was told that ooh, way back like ten years ago, I think that that because uh, then you're going to have people that love your work. So yes. name recognition is important. So to get name recognition, that's ideally what we all seek because that's going to get you to sell books. Now, I sell books all over the country. I sell books in foreign countries, too, so that's a great thing. Um, and mm-hmm. social media has helped me, like Blog Talk initially got me started. I got my first feature from being on Blog Talk and at the New Rick and Poets Cafe. So, oh, wow. Uh, and so, and then so just, just being there, and I have to thank Mrs. Speaker and Senator Bravo, for offering me that opportunity back in 2014, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I've performed. I've been featured in different places, uh, different states, and it's great. And then for me to have the great beard experience with Sir Lawrence, James Sears, William Washington, and Daryl Lewis and myself, who are the gray beards, and then their future gray beards that are coming up, you know. Yes. And so. Uh, it's like the project that I'm working on now, well, that's coming out is called Love Is, and that's written by myself and Josh Smalls. He's a future gray beard because he's young, so he can get out there and travel, and, and I can retire. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and, and, and he's smooth like that, so, so that's opportunity. You know? So when those things present themselves, it's like uh, people are looking forward to see the gray beards so we're on tour uh, in November. So, I mean, just mm-hmm. name recognition, you know, so I'm a part of that group. And visually complicated passions, uh, you know, people, um, they see me, they know me, uh, and I don't do a lot of open mics as I did before uh, because mm-hmm. I'm doing all these other things, which is amazing. And, and being on shows like this right here is essential for anybody to, to get that. This show is going on my website because I want people to hear it. <laughs> you know, so, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're absolutely phenomenal, incredible poet, good man, good human, all those things. And I'm glad that I know. Thank you. you. Oh, thank you very much, Benjamin, aka Complicated Passions. The book is what is the book? An interview, Dark Man Blues, an interview <laughs> with love. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can tell I'm so full of emotion, man. Just so excited for you. I commend you, you for what you bring to the table. Um, wow, actually, if you, and if you're willing. I think I'd like you, if you're willing, to come back in 2024 and talk about 
the publishing side of poetry, that the focus of the podcast or that episode is on publishing and, and ways in which we can help others learn how to do it. So how do you feel about that? Oh, uh, absolutely. I would love to do that because it's something I, do, I was doing before I even published my first book. I was showing people how to oh, wow. self-publish, you know, and, and, and it's all yes. about you see, you see a lot of that going on. So I have a lot of stories and a lot of truth. And, and so some of the people that I've worked with uh, who have published, self-published and learned how to do it, you know, on their own mm-hmm. without, you know, and, and they say, and, and they tell us that uh, the only way you go publish your book is you're going to be, you're going to get self-published. That's why I started the publishing company because I wanted to actually change that, you know, and, and I mm-hmm. wish I had the, the backing where I could pay people to publish their book and really pay them, you know, if, if, you yes. know of course you, you're not going to get the Obama contract, but she's just still trying to get paid and then be, <laughs> have these people out there doing their thing, you know, but that's name recognition, you know, so yes. I've published a lot of books and the dark man blues. And I appreciate everyone who has bought a copy of any of my books. Uh, if most appreciative, mm-hmm. you know, because it's hard to sell a book out there, but if no one knows. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, and so I envy so, uh-huh, the intestinal fortitude that you have to, to get out there and do it. I really, you're my role oh, model, yeah. it, You're my role model. It, it, is, it is definitely a journey, you know, and then it's just like when I tell people, if your first book don't pop, you know, it's like I, I have this thing where I, I wanted my first book to pop like Lauren Hill. You know, she said, my first thing is blunted. <laughs> I, I wanted my book to blunt too. It, it didn't happen, but it didn't stop me from writing. You know, you just keep writing. One day, someone's going to feel you for who you are, and then they're going to say, wow, that's dope. You know, it's like um, I was in the DMV, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, or last year. Yeah, and, and, and one of my young friends that I knew from, from the West Coast, he now lives in, in the DMV, and he posted, he says, uh, he was with Complicated Passions, a legend out of Long Beach. I'm like, I am not a legend yet, but I would love to be. <laughs> I would love to be a legend. So you never know, you know, it could happen. And so that's why I keep working, and that's why I don't mind working with other poets. I don't mind sharing because it's not about me, you know. So when right. when I when I get something like that, then of course, yeah, uh, and doing and just giving right. that. What can I give to the poet? Well, you know. Well, what we'll do, we'll talk about it off air, of course, and I'll, whatever we do, I'll turn the program over to you and you do it, all right? Absolutely, absolutely, because I would love to all the writers out there who, who say, I don't know how to get published, I will show you how to do mm-hmm. it. I will right. show you how to do it. <laughs> That's all right. I like hearing that. Well, all right, everyone, we've reached the end of another program, and I want to thank I want to thank Samuel Rain Benjamin for being, for being himself, for bringing his whole self to the program, and that is so important. I'd like to thank Kim B. Miller for calling in, an incredible poet in her own right. So, as Absolutely. I share with all of you, every, every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, Samuel. Thank you, Doctor. Good night. Yes, good night.
Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.